Good evening and welcome to Plan Lehigh Valley, the WDIY program presented with our partners from the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission. Let's welcome our co-hosts, Becky Bradley, the Executive Director of the Planning Commission, and Matt Assad, its Managing Editor. Hey. Matt, hi. Good evening. Good evening. On this program, we will take a look at our farming economy and the fact that despite all the various developments that keep coming, agriculture is still very much a part of the Lehigh Valley brand and identity. We're fortunate to have as our guest Brian Dietrich, who is a third-generation farmer whose family runs Lynn Acres Farm, one of the region's largest dairy operations. The Dietrichs have invested heavily into automating their farm in Lynn Township so that it can now compete well into the future. Brian Dietrich, welcome. Good evening. Great Thanks to for have having me. Yeah, you bet. Great to have you along. Matt, just last month we talked about a flood of major development projects and now we're talking about farming. Can we even be considered a farming region anymore? Well, so based on all the development we tend to talk about on this show, you, you may not think so, but yes, farming remains a very big part of the Lehigh Valley. It's not as obvious as it used to be because when you're driving along our major highways or you're, you know, when you're on 22 or you're on 191, you used to see miles and miles of farmland and you don't see so much of it these days. But if you veer off the beaten path just a little bit, you're often going to find yourself in a rolling farm field in many areas of this region, particularly if you go in northwestern Lehigh County or northern Northampton County. You know, we'll talk about some of those numbers as we move on here, but this region still has hundreds of farms. Maybe more importantly, our region-wide survey shows it's what many people like most about living in the Lehigh Valley. You know, our farmland and our open space are really part of our identity. It's sort of become part of the Lehigh Valley brand. And Brian, you're up by Nutripoli, right? Correct. Yes. So people get an idea where where you're located. Becky, is farming still an important part of this community and even economy? Can you go into that a little bit? Absolutely. You know, 10% of all Lehigh Valley land is permanently preserved farmland. So people have voluntarily sold their development rights to keep that land in agriculture. It's everything from smaller farms that are 50 acres to much larger farms. And so the vast majority of, of Lehigh Valley farms produce like oil seeds and grain crops. So winter wheat, corn, that sort of thing. But you'll also see, you know, some hay crops as well. But you'll have folks like uh, we're going to hear from in a, in a minute here, Brian Dietrich, that also are active with the dairy business. And there's other types of animal hus husbandry and then products being made from those animals throughout the region. So it's people who sell directly to manufacturers, but it's also people who sell their products directly to consumers at farmers markets throughout the Lehigh Valley, which are also beloved as we, we know. And you can insert name of community here who has one and everybody has been there and they love it and they can't wait to go there weekly to pick up whatever it is that they're looking for and to actually know the people that grow their food. And that's what a lot of people think is our agricultural industry. And that is definitely a major component of it. But the other thing is, is we really are producing a lot of goods 
through agriculture for mass market as well. And you may not necessarily, you know, know that farmer or shake that farmer's hand at a farmer's market. One of the the biggest ones, obviously, is is Jandal in the turkey business. But, you know, again, there's folks like Brian that are producing, you know, dairy products as well, but other folks producing, you know, ducks and chickens and different agricultural commodities. So it's a big part of the Lehigh Valley's tradition but it's also part of the Lehigh Valley today. And the idea is that it would be protected as a major part of the Lehigh Valley's economy into the future. Brian, take us into your farm. How, how many animals? How big is it? What would a person see if they were to visit you? Currently, Lynn Acres Farm is run by my two sons and myself. My two sons are in their 20s. They uh, expressed a desire growing up actually to uh, continue, continue farming, continue milking cows. So my wife and I, we do have three children. We have a daughter also, but she is not involved with the dairy operation, but she still maintains a lot of interest in it. She actually owns some of the animals in our herd. My grandfather bought our current farm in 1925. So we're coming up on a hundred years. Congratulations. We're really proud of that. We currently farm about 400 acres, and we have about 425 to 430 total head. That's the young stock and the, and the older milking cows. We're currently milking about 200 cows in our facility, probably about 300 acres total that we own. And then we rent, we rent land from uh, neighboring farms. Brian, I had relatives who were in the dairy business, and they never took a vacation. Is it as difficult as it used to be, or has technology helped you out now? Well, technology has definitely helped out. I mean, even growing up when my my siblings and I, we didn't take vacations either. But as we got older and we could take responsibilities from my parents, I was in 10th grade in high school, and my parents are like, we're going to go to Bermuda. Now, my siblings were older than I, so my brothers were out of school. And you guys are going to run the farm. <laughs> and if and if you need help, then, you know, we had relatives that would help or this and that. But we took on the responsibilities and, and then they could start going places and, and doing things other than, you know, maintaining the farm. And then as we gradually took over the farm from my parents and we automated as time went on, did things to, you know, streamline and make things a little easier Going back a little bit, I mean, my my parents, my dad, when he was a boy on that same farm, they farmed with horses. The 1940s, when they got their first tractor, he was like, this is just unbelievable. Over the years, we have just gradually uh, did things to to our operation to, to make it more profitable and not be the last one on the block to take on new technology. And, and we've done that over the years. And we've continue to do that into the future. Do you grow your own feed for the animals? We do grow all our own feed, except we don't have enough for all our cows. So we do have to buy some of the products that we use in their feed mix. And how much milk can you get, say, in a in a day? Or how does this work? Well, we produce, at Lynn Acres Farm, we produce about 1,500 gallons a day. We send all our milk wholesale to Lando Lakes, so the milk truck comes and he picks up our milk and then it goes to the processing plant. 
some of the times it may go to a bottling plant where they bottle it for fluid milk. It may go to the butter plant in Carlisle. It kind of depends where they need it. And Lando Lakes does have contracts with Hershey Foods to supply their milk for their milk chocolate. Different other companies in the region that they do uh, contract with. We produce about 1,500 gallons a day. When a cow is being milked, how many times a day do you milk them? Well, years ago, we used to, and I grew up, we used to manually have to milk the cows ourselves, and that would be twice a day. Here, uh, about four years ago, my two sons that are involved with the operation just you know, showed a strong desire that they want to continue. And we were thinking, what could we do with our farm to maybe cut back on some of our labor costs? The other issue we were having was having to get labor and finding people that want to milk a cow. I mean, it's not the most glamorous job in the world. So we decided to go more automated and go to the robotic milking, put in a robotic milking system. Now, they, the cows visit that voluntarily, and they are averaging right now about three times a day that they get milk. How do you get a cow to voluntarily show up at a milking station? Well, it kind of depends on the stage of where the cow is on her lactation and when she's you know, when she had a calf, soon after she has, right after she has a calf, her production goes up. So that cow will want to be milked more often than a cow that's ready tailing off towards the end of her lactation that she's soon getting ready to have to go dry and have a calf. When they're freshened up and they're ready to be milked, they want to be milked. But we also do have kind of like a candy that we feed in the robotic milker. Mm-hmm. that they know that, boy, if they go in there, they're going to get some of that sweet, sweet feed. It's kind of funny, actually, because when we first put these in, my boys were watching the data that was coming through, and they're like, you know, Dad, this cow is visiting the robot 16 times a day. <laughs> and it's kind of hilarious, actually. Yeah, it is. But there is a thing that they can't, they won't get milked, and they won't get candy all those times there'll be a restriction on it that they can't just keep going in because let's face it, if you milk the cow now, she's not going to have milk 10 minutes from now or a half hour from now. You'll have to wait a couple hours. So there is restrictions. So it automatically opens the gates and lets her out. But there's some cows that try to beat the system, keep going and doing a loop and coming back in. Well, is it going to let me have candy now and, and be milk? Nope. Kicks her out. It'll do the loop, come right back in. That Matt supplied me some information about your farm uh, using lasers? Yes. So when the cow comes into the robot, we currently have four robot boxes and two robotic arms. So one arm works for, you know, one side of the one box and box on the other side. So when the cow comes in, it recognizes her on the computer. Okay, this cow is time to be milked. The robotic arm goes down and the lasers scan over her teats. There is history in the in the robot. So it knows, okay, this is cow number 773. We know the quadrants of where her teats are. So the laser arm knows exactly where to go. Okay. It scans over the teat. The arm goes up and cleans the teat off and it goes to all four teats just like that. Then the arm goes down and picks up, they call them beakers, picks up the beaker and attaches it right to the udder, right to the teat. 
So it does that for all four. And then the arm goes back to home. It goes through a little cleaning and then it'll go over to the other cow on the other side. It has all that data in the computer. So it knows which cow is which. If a cow would move a little bit in the box, it'll scan over that teat three times so that it knows where it's at. Becky, of course, we have a great distribution here, don't we? Yeah, we have incredible distribution. I think Brian basically just described that. And I think it's really incredible that his partnership with Landa Lakes, they just, you know, pick up the milk and it goes where it needs to go to. And there's, you know, all of these different facilities that it could be turned into a chocolate bar or butter or put in a a canister and sold to us in a grocery store. And I think that's pretty exciting. And, you know, you do have other farmers that are like grain crops or hay crops. They might have a horse farm that they sell directly to or several horse farms, those sorts of things. They may be taking their grain to a mill and then it's, you know, sold there. So there's a whole network, depending on what you're growing, depending on what you're producing, of where farmers will go to get their commodities out into the market. And so there's a lot of options. Uh, And I think that's pretty exciting too. But, you know, preserving those options is also a key component of the work. It's not just about the land itself, though that's a major component of that, but it's also about the business of farming, whether it's individual farmers like Brian or people that they sell to or that they manufacture in partnership with or sell to directly to manufacture or to distribute through. So there's all sorts of businesses and entities that are inherently interrelated in the business of agriculture, just here in the Lehigh Valley. WDIY News engages the Lehigh Valley with accurate, unbiased reporting from many sources and volunteer real voices. Listen to WDIY News during Morning Edition, Fresh Air, All Things Considered, and Weekend Edition, every day here on 88.1 FM, streaming on WDIY.org and the WDIY phone app. WDIY. Many choices, real voices. Becky, why is it important for people in this region to care about farming and how important is it? Well, it's a huge part of our economy, but it also has, like Matt had said earlier, um, when we ask people what do they love the most about the Lehigh Valley, it's, you know, the beauty of the agricultural land itself, our open spaces, and the interrelationship between those agricultural lands and that agricultural economy in our region. And we had actually done a region-wide survey. We do that periodically. Again, we asked people what they most liked about living in Lehigh Valley. 59% of them said farmland and natural resources. And a very close second to that was trails and parks and recreation. So that kind of combined land uses, though that group of land uses really is what people consider a huge component of the region's quality of life. Brian and his Lineacres Farms have made a an incredible investment in the community, too, with the upgrade into this type of technology. It's it's the type of investment that you, you see when somebody puts up a building. Yes, with our farm, I mean, we're investing heavily into it, but my wife and I probably wouldn't have went this route if we wouldn't have children that were really enthusiastic about, you know what, let's try to make a difference in our community and add to our community and continue our family farm 
and invest. Mom and dad, we're going to need your help. And we're willing to do that to help them get to the next stage so that maybe one day they can purchase the farm from us and move on. Now, our, our sons have ownership in the business, but the real estate is, is the tough part for us is to transfer that over. How complicated is it to be a farmer today, Brian? Well, it's difficult for young ones to get into farming because of the capital that you need to, to purchase equipment or purchase land. Even our, in our community, being able to purchase land or even rent land from, from other farmers or other retired farmers or other landowners is difficult because there's so much pressure out there from other people that want to buy that land and they might have other other thoughts on what they want to do with that land. We're just thankful in our community in Lynn Township that we lead the county in number of acres that are preserved and we're really proud of that in Lynn Township. We have a lot of land that's preserved which will keep it in farming forever because let's face it the good lord only gave us so much land. And once that's used up and once the last crop is blacktop, it's mm -hmm. too late. Matt, what do you say to people who worry we're losing all of our farmland? You know, I get it. And, you know, people see all this development and some of it is these massive structures that, that now sit where they used to see corn. But I will say that, that they can be encouraged that this region will always have a significant amount of farmland. Becky talked about it earlier. Brian just talked about it. It's not possible for us to lose all of our farmland because both Lehigh and Northampton counties are working very hard to preserve farmland. They're investing, each of them, a million dollars a year. And they've already preserved more than 600 farms amounting to 47,000 acres legally and permanently preserved. I mean, to give you an idea how much that is, that's 72 square miles. It's 35,000 football fields. So we have a lot of farmland that is going to remain farmland in perpetuity. You know, and the counties spend money every year to add hundreds of acres to that. Becky used the 10% figure earlier. 10% of all of our land is already preserved. And, and that I mean all of our land, not just the flat land or the usable land. That includes forests and steep slopes and mountains and it is 10 percent of everything is already preserved so we are always going to be an agricultural region they can rest assured that we're never going to be a region that doesn't have a significant amount of farmland well that's good brian another thing that i don't think people necessarily think about is the animals have to be healthy don't they oh absolutely i mean you're probably yes. running a hospital out there well, yes. And I mean, we, uh, we vaccinate all our cows. It's, it's kind of like your children. You have a baby, you take them to the pediatrician and you get vaccinations and stuff. With our, with our herd, we vaccinate our calves when they're born and throughout their life, they keep getting a booster for different diseases that we want to, you know, we don't want to have in our herd. So we vaccinate and stuff. So it's, it's very important that we have a healthy herd and it's very important that we have a happy herd too. And we we take good pride in knowing that we take care of our animals and provide the shelter. And in the summertime, the, well, three seasons of the year, a lot of them are out on pasture. And we take pride in knowing that, you know, we're gonna take care of these cows because they're gonna take care of us. Becky, can you talk a little bit more about the economic impact of having a farm like Brian's? 
Absolutely. You know, farms like Brian's are at the core of the region's plan, a future LV. So, and that's a plan that's adopted by both Northampton and Lehigh counties. And we've even tied our transportation strategy to that. And so um, in Future LV, the regional plan, uh, we've worked with farmers like Brian, the folks that do the ag agricultural census, Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture, and, you know, and, and, and others to actually inventory where we have farmland in the Lehigh Valley. So we have that all mapped out and it's prioritized along with the counties for protection and preservation whether it's just supporting the continuation of farming or making it easier for farmers who wish to put their farmland in the agricultural preservation program to do so. And so, you know, one of our, our core policies in that regional plan is to support agriculture and open spaces essential components of the regional economy and our identity. And that's literally what the plan says. So that requires us all to do a couple of things. That's to help support the operational needs of regional farms, support the agricultural processing and distribution facilities in that network of freight. It's actually a freight network that supports the agricultural economy to support creation of opportunities for new farmers to help our local governments protect and expand their agricultural security areas. And I mean, that's a, a, a legal thing where a local government actually uh, has land that they designate for agricultural security. And that protects farmers like Brian from a bunch of people moving in next door and saying, oh, your cows smell or they make noise. And so I don't want them there. Um, it actually provides him and other farmers in the area some legal protections from a nuisance, which is important. And it allows that local government to work with the county and the state to make sure that those agricultural resources, it, the land and the operation are protected. And, you know, we really do need to continue to strengthen our local markets, whether they're those farmers type markets or, again, those distribution networks that like Brian needs for the distribution of his milk. And then, you know, there's other things that are involved in that ag economy as well. There's a huge growth in agritourism. And, and that, you know, I know Brian and I have talked about this off offline a number of times with some other local leaders up in the north, northern, northwestern Lehigh area. That has some positive and some downsides as well, like traffic is not not necessarily a good in, in your heavily agricultural areas. But there are components of the agritourism, like why? and farm distilleries and other things like that that can actually add benefit in some vertical integration between the production and the distribution of products and help people remain connected to the land. So there's all of these things that are supported in the interrelationship between those things that are supported in our regional plan. And so essentially the land use strategy is help our agricultural community the land and the operations continue to operate, really work towards making sure that development pressures don't continue to grow into those areas, but to keep development where we have the infrastructure that can support it, that will then allow that agricultural community to continue to thrive. And Brian, you're really lucky that you have a succession plan with your kids. Yes, yes. And it's very important that landowners and, and farmers do that because 
you don't want to wait till it's too late. You know, one of us or both of us would pass and then our children would be like, wow, what do we do now? And you want to definitely work on a succession plan. You're just looking to the future for, you know, if, if somebody passes and then taxes and pretty soon taxes are going to start eating up that, wow, we're going to have to sell off part of the farm to just pay the taxes. And you just got to, you know, think ahead like that and be looking to the future. When somebody visits your farm, what's something that you hear that fascinates them? Well, I think at our farm, we take good pride in taking care of our animals, like I had said earlier. And also with our farming practices, we do a lot of conservation farming, plant cover crops. A cover crop is a, is a crop that you put in for the winter time. You plant it in the fall when you harvest the corn or you harvest the soybeans and then you you plant a grass, like a, a rye grass or something like that, and that helps keep the soil in place over the winter. And then you'll harvest that in the spring for your cows. But at our farm, we just we just try to do things that are, you know, good to good for the environment and you know take care of our animals. Becky, we have a few minutes left here. What do you want everybody in the Lehigh Valley to know about farming in this community? A couple things that we haven't covered yet. First of all, 99% of the Lehigh Valley farms are family owned. So these are family sustaining local businesses. These are real people and real families that deserve our support who have been there, as, as Brian noted, for, in some cases, well over 100 years in the agricultural industry. So there's legacy there. And many of them are small businesses. Some of them are medium-sized. Some of them are even larger or very large. But at the end of the day, these are family-sustaining jobs in the Lehigh Valley. I think the other thing that's really important here, and we haven't really talked about it yet, but Brian Dietrich is actually a Lynn Township supervisor. So on top of him running this really incredible farm, you know, he's essentially volunteering as a leader of his community and making sure that the agricultural interests of Lynn Township are fairly represented. And the fact that there are people like Brian who are not only running their own businesses, but are helping to support our local governments in crafting what their future can be is enormously important because the local farms are not just farms in and of themselves. They're part of a community and they're part of a major, major integrated system of people, families, and business, but also local leadership. And it's not uncommon that you see a lot of our farmers as volunteer fire people, that you see them helping out at a food pantry or helping out at a church rummage sale to, to support various local causes. So our agricultural economy is beyond just a business itself. It's a lot more than the land. It's part of the culture. It's part of the heritage. And it's part of how these very important agricultural areas in the Lehigh Valley function. And it's a great way to get information, to understand what's happening, but also to support and build the community that we need for now and into the future. The next time you have some dairy products, think about Brian Dietrich and Lynn Acres Farms. Brian, thank you very much for being on our program today. Well, you're quite welcome. Thank you for the invite. Very interesting. And of course, Becky and Matt, Thank you very much for introducing us to Brian. This has been very Thank interesting. You. Yeah. 
I'm your host, Greg Caponia. You've been listening to Plan High Valley on WDIY 88.1 FM, and you can listen again on all podcast platforms at WDIY.org or on the WDIY app. Have a great evening. If you enjoyed this program, please go to the WDIY website or app to share or become a WDIY member.